Recorded live in Manhattan's East Village at St. Mark's Church in the Bowery, this is The Poetry Project. So we are here for Elaine Kahn and Edgar Ulloa. Um, Edgar's going to go first, and we'll be introduced by Tracy Morris. And then we'll take a brief break, because it's so nice outside. We should go outside and experience the outdoors. And then we'll come back with Elaine. So, <laughs> without further ado, please welcome Tracy Morris. Good evening. Happy Monday. It's nice to start your Monday off with poetry, right? Gird your loins for the week. So I was telling Judah and Stacy that I have flashbacks a little bit being here, not only because I've been here like a billion times, but I used to be back in the days before internet, um, a Monday night coordinator. So look forward to even bigger and better things from Judah. Um, or just slogging on endlessly, as is my career. Um, but it is really nice to be here, and it's a very intimate space and a very special space, I think. I think the Monday night reading series is for people who are hardcore about poetry. Like, it's not for people who think poetry is cute. It's like for people who are not playing with poetry. You know, because it's not about like jazz hands and spirit fingers, fabulosity. It's like, okay, so who's coming up and what are you writing and let's listen closely, you know? Um, so I think that this particular series is one of the, the actual jewels of St. Mark's Poetry Project. It's not the fancy, flashy stuff, which is fun and which I've been very honored to do. Um, but this is a place for people who are serious about this intangible thing that's called poetry. You know, that's something that's ever growing and ever developing. It's not about something that's super polished. It's about something that's always growing and living, like the language that it emerges from. Um, so when I was asked and strongly suggested, since he's my mentee, to introduce Edgar, I was very delighted and I was happy to see that it was part of the Monday Night series. Um, I'm going to read this bio and then I'm going to tell you what I think about Edgar. This is the bio Edgar sent, and then I'm going to say what I think. Because as some of you may know, who know me, that's not generally a problem I have. Um, Edgar Uyoa Lujan, uh, did I say that wrong? Okay, gracias. Is a performance artist and poet from Ciudad Juarez, Mexico. He founded a poetry blog, mijaritoswordpress.com, um, where, when his native, uh, where he is a native of one of the most dangerous cities of the world in the world. His uh, performances negotiate border politics, cultural memory, trauma, and violence. Uyoa received his BA in literature at UTEP and his MFA in creative writing at New York University. Uyoa's work has been included uh, by Conaculta in the first national anthology of visual poetry in Mexico. So that is basically what Edgar sent me. But why I'm introducing Edgar is different than those lists. Um, Edgar is my mentee as part of the prestigious Emerge, Emerge, what is it, Surface B uh, project of mentor and mentee um, relationships, I guess, um, at, Saint Mar at the St. Mark's Poetry Project. 
And the mentee relationship is something that is selected. And there are a lot of phenomenal people who apply to this program. But um, I selected Edgar as my mentee because I was physically impacted by his work. It actually hit me in my body. Um, his, collab his visual poetics and his, the intensity of his subject matter of being, uh, dealing with being raised in a narco state in a, in a dangerous environment. Um, the way that he negotiates that visually and, and textually actually physically impacted me. And I grew up in East New York in the 70s and 80s, so it's like I don't know about dangerous neighborhoods. Um, but this was something different, and I felt that, you know, there's certain points in your mentor relationship where you feel that you have to graduate towards your mentee. And when I counted Edgar, I said, oh, well, this is why I've been doing all of this stuff for the last 25 years, so that when I see something like Edgar's work, I know what I'm looking at and how to support it. So, um, you know, it's dangerous to talk about living around people who take hum don't value human lives because of the trauma of politics and um, policy, some from this country, some from Mexico. Uh, so it's very bold, daring work. And um, I look forward to hearing and seeing more of Edgar's work, and I'm very proud to introduce him to some of you tonight. Edgar Ugoa. I'll read this, and then I'll give a small speech. Mighty Ghost. I, that orphan who played at cemeteries along with the public parks that never existed. Nobody knows about me. I, a bad seed living amongst the dead. I have learned to wash my grandfather's bloody clothes akin to money laundering in casinos and burudishons. I, a trafficker on a wind bus, headed for Mexico's northern border with narco corridos of my drug cartel, headed for the weaponry empire to run an errand in El Paso, Texas, across an international bridge a bridge from one place to another. Con um, it's because I did some scratching here. Across an international bridge to a, a cross contaminated canal, across Bush hateful electric rampart. I, a smuggler in Tijuana and in Juarez underground tunnels a murderer by trade. No one blocks me. I sell at wholesale or retail. I know how to control the deadly legal market and hide the traces of my steps. The gold horns, AK-47, 
The fallen white feathers practically spotless, guilty innocence, gone, gone, gone. A house left behind and a neighborhood we know schools. Memory, my grandmother, a slave to the toxic manufacturing plant and my dream to triumph in soap operas. Guns were my toys, days of your portrait today that die with spent cartridges. How do you pronounce cartridges? Yeah, cool. As well as the head, dead, sorry, as well as the dead. Whilst the poets write their poems, I annihilate the poor. I do them my favor, so don't fuck with me. Uh, about this poem, um, why? What, what does this poem is uh, saying? Well, it's um, it's following the hegemonic discourse of the government and the media, uh, the glorification of the drug lords for how we perceive them. Uh, probably a hundred years ago, we people will be will think of Pancho Villa as a hero or as a uh, bad guy. And for example, El Chapo Guzman, for some people it's like a, an awesome guy and for other people it's uh, the terrible guy. And this poem is like the formation of uh, drug lord, right? Like um, he grows up in a very isolated place and the only thing he can do is to sell drugs instead of going to school. So I'm just, just I'm following the intentionally the hegemonic discourse and the media, but uh, it's not the 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 poem. Um, what that it, what it does is it uh, separates from the um, from the like the government and the the cartels are uh, implicated. They are like doing this together. So, but in the poem, sounds like don't they are not doing it. Mm, the next poem is the colonial inventory, impressionism to indocumentados. This is a poem I wrote after my mother sent me a picture. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, this is not. This is another poem. Another poem. This is a poem I wrote after I made a collage uh, that I superimpose. Uh, one photograph from. A photographer from Juarez was taking photographs of a uh, bridge, and then I took a painting of Monet and then I cut it and I put the two. Okay, I'll just see in the poem. So it's like the correlation be with water um, in these two different um, media. Or three elegant, three elegant, three elegant women on the boat painted by Monet. The impressionism to the natural philosophy. The inaccessible cosmos is always a chaotic phenomenon. The exhaust and the caprice ignores national boundaries, the militarized border, the imperial consciousness, the plethora, and the starvation. Give us a green card, the underprivileged, and the Georgias, the building of a higher world without a consent, right before us, the helpless and the hurtful, the beauty and the bees. Usually they don't dance together. The photography and the modernist art, I mix them randomly. The sun and the contaminated environment going to his 
fathers, the clean and the dirty in that dirty water that deported and the tourist gaps between two worlds the sorrows and the happily ignorant they never laugh together the US citizen the alien but not perceived as a fell, fallen angel the criminal and the respectable one will drown in agony the brown and the white pasted into this collage of watercolor the undocumented immigrants crossing the river the river the river and this is a pantom with hands on the wheel in the rain so this is the poem my my mom my mom took a picture and she sent it through whatsapp um, while she was driving in ciudad juarez she still lives uh, there and she works there and she has a guest house, the, the undocumented immigrants who crossed the U.S. border one time 20 years ago. They have to go back to Juarez to the U.S. consulate to get their permanent, permanent re, uh, resident uh, or also ask for a pardon, legal pardon, because they crossed uh, to another country. So she sent me this photo and I wrote a pantom. <clears throat> She goes on driving, she does not carry a gun, she has no gun, never will. Do not judge the harmony of rain and crystal of the windshield, waiting, making a stop, clouds, veins from the depths of the sea. You once overhear gunshots, now pause in the red shadow of a traffic light. You hit yourself almost all the way under the steering wheel, streams of drain, raindrops on your window pouring down like sobbing teardrops tears you never wanted to see nor be complicit in the death of others you hid yourself almost all the way under the steering wheel raindrops tap on your window pouring down streams of tears and sweet water irrigate the street in a breathe. You never wanted to see nor be complicit in the fate of this war. The streets were flooded and some cars were left stranded and the bitter impediment. Let's go a profusion of soft wind over the street. Ah, okay. This, have you seen the movie Sicario? Um, so I, I don't believe what you, you watch in that movie. So it's, this is called The Embodiment of a Sicario. Um, I don't have to explain this because you will, I'll do it in the poem. <clears throat> Let me guide you through the mystery of Benicio del Toro's problematic and contradictory embodiment of a Sicario in Mexico, which means hitman in English. In these frameworks, he is set along the border between Juarez and El Paso. His face displays no intention of looking at the camera, nor any inclination to empathize with him, Emily Blunt, an FBI agent. Notice in the last frame, Benicio is sitting in the back seat of one of the many Humvees heading south his face and shaven chin, pair of glasses, the window is closed, isolated. <clears throat> the reflection of the blue sky and the few clouds are seen mirrored in the window as if the border also divided the sky, not a single sky for all. Benicio asks, <clears throat> Have you been to Juarez? Emily answers, 
we are going to El Paso, no? Then she says, you are a U.S. citizen, right? For whom do you work? Benicio replies, I go where they send me. Once the convoy's tour of Juarez crossed the bridge of the Americas, the town is represented as an inferno, accompanied by Johan Johansson's soundtrack. Uh, I wrote this for, and I'm taking uh, poetry workshops, and I am taking lately the uh, workshop with Barbara Henin, and this is Unintended Masterpiece. Pardon me, Frank O'Hara, to bring up these lines to you. I don't, know what, I don't want to bother you with this anymore, but I'm trying very hard to understand why today the wooden bookshelf hanging on the wall isn't only a messy palette that also serves its purpose to prop up life in the form of air plants, ivy, dried carnations, and most surprisingly, the plant called Wandering You. The palette that I once used is source of inspiration. The palette garden of a painter. The palette of my laments appears as an accident art technique, but neither poetry nor abstract expressionism were ever my intent. Uh, this is a minimal poem. Me, here, thinking what to post in my poetry blog while in Ciudad Juarez, Pope Francis prays to the border. Uh, my nephew sent me a picture of El Pap, uh, the Pope, El Papa, um, and right in front of the border. And the funny thing is that in the news, New, York, New York Times, you could see the Pope there in a clear image, but uh, the one that my nephew sent, he was like behind a fence. So I have this thing with a fence, uh, a wall, so that's why I'm exploring most of my poems, and uh, this is called Naked Desert. Desert, not desert. Naked Desert. I'm a mute, I'm a mute in the silence of the night. A rapid persecution, urban bats flying, shattering hearts, walls, windows, ceilings, roots, roofs. I'm a blind, dazzled with burning skin, a lifetime, a shipwreck, a tsunami disguised as a mountain, a ship sinking to the bottom of the ocean, calcinated bones and the trees witnessing killings. I burn, fade away, I become ashes, and I drink the torrents and float full of smoke of tar, the dust, land rising as air, breeze, salt water, sea that caresses the sun, tombs and monuments, to the missing women of unpaved streets, crosses are nailed to their roadside, street corners are crucified by sidewalks and flowers. On asphalt, you will find a reservoir, dirty dresses, blankets, and hospital sheets, brag about new mattresses. Uh, have you, there's, this poem from T.C. Eliot, uh, there's no water, blah, blah, blah. Do you remember how it goes? <laughs> so I, I, I wrote, I, I, did, I changed it, I changed it, and I, I wrote, there is no river, but only sand, sand and no river, but only a militarized land. So it was, that's Eliot, but in, if he were me, a Mexican, I don't know. <laughs> Desde la tienda de abarrotes, from the, the view, this is the last poem.
Okay. Uh, the, the, the view from the grocery store. <clears throat> so my mom has a grocery, she used to have a grocery store when I was a child. Uh, and I'm trying to, I'm having, I'm having conversations, recording um, uh, what her memories, and I'm trying to make a poem, which is very difficult when it's only like uh, memories and yeah, it's like descri describing a place. So I'm having a little bit of hard times. All of this is like a work in process. And in Juarez, from my mother's grocery store, you can see that closest thing to a paradise are the sunsets with those oranges. For the rest of Juarez, nothing is as objectively beautiful, not like the other Mexican cities. Um, strict with the possibility of dreams sometimes broken in a city transformed by the ferocious model of capitalism where a human being is only valued for his capacity for production and neither the businessman nor the politician care to pay dignified salaries to the maquiladora workers so that the ones who operate the factories don't have to live in houses of cardboard and cinder blocks, their homes, the peripheries of the border towns with unpaved streets and no functioning streetlights where sometimes the Coca-Cola shipments arrive before the trucks that supply drinking water. In neighborhoods where there are no secondary schools for adolescent sons who grow up instead to be cannon fodder for this cartel or that one or whichever. In this city that is a rest stop for drugs coming from the south to pass over the bridge, the safest gringo city with only 13.3% of population white. The horror, the dead. Don't just linger in the memory of border inhabitants. My dear Juarez town, my Dear J-Town, you came to be the world's most dangerous city during the Mexican drug war, and now we have abandoned you, your children, but I remember you here, so as not to forget you, some of us will come back, but some of us are hemispheric vagabonds. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I always wanted to travel to all the border zones, even though it was impossible. Don't take it back. I wanted to see the world, to see every border. I never wanted to be the man who could not express himself with words, even before the violence crescendo. Translated by my wife, Laura Bluer. And I want to thank Tracy Morris. I want to thank uh, the Poetry Project because this is the first time I'm trying to uh, write a book. Um, that's why uh, I don't have anything there on the table. But I will have soon because with, uh, with this uh, fellowship that I, uh, I am very excited um, I have. Um, finally, I have like the vision of how to write a book because mostly like, what I write is in a, a poetry blog. Mijuaritos.wordpress.com. Um, and I want to thank everybody for coming here. And, and I don't know, I'm not very good at it.
have all these great notes on this. Not all of them are about Elaine's work. But I thought about, I thought about you today. I was out crying in public, and I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> it, it's as liberating as it sounds. Um, that was my day. Now let's, <laughs> now let's turn it over. So the first thing on here says running up the score, but I don't think that has to do with this, but maybe it does. So um, over the weekend, I was thinking about Elaine Kahn's work, and I was also um, interested to read early Ray Armantrout work because I don't like the later stuff that much. But I was reading this chapbook that Tumba put out in 1978 called The Invention of Hunger. And I think, or I was reading and I was like, oh, this, this it gives some key to Elaine's poetics or something. Um, so I want to read part of the long poem that opens that book, The Invention of Hunger, and then go from there and extrapolate outward. So um, Ray Armantrout writes, you dazzle all eyes by increasing. You wear a cross of gold, a bit of history, regions, riot gear, polemics, every familiar piece made of delectable candy. You eat chocolate lentils from France, butterscotch barley. You float above necessity, shooting. And then I was reading this, uh, the following, which comes from this book called Cuisine and Empire, Cooking and World History, concerning Chinese peasants of the Tang Dynasty who in the 16th century BCE, as Rachel Loudon, the uh, author of that book, writes, uh, rebelled against the king's overstep bounds and uh, when, and quote, when the king's men seized their grain, the peasants protested, large rats, large rats, don't eat our millet. And by that I mean that there is something largely granular about these poems, that is, um, Elaine's poems, um, or that they constellate the lyrical state of the body in space, often the autoaffective body in space, and what the husk of that body is, and how it finds itself in public, that is, how a taxonomy of the self, um, to quote Elaine, pisses softly in the shower, um, or as she writes elsewhere, I'd like to fuck myself so hard, I get pregnant and give birth to me, and to jump ahead, but I'll take care of little me so good, I'll make myself fried eggs. And I think that has to, uh, <laughs> that has to start with uh, calling that which is not related to the appetite, um, which is far different from the hypertrophic expanding self-reproduction, or that which is related to the usurping appetite, which is its inverse, as it is, large rats, butterscotch, barley. There is a musicality of the connective self in Elaine's poems, and I'm thankful to them because of their relishing in what might be termed, quote, excess, though Elaine notes, um, I don't think there's anything the matter with ambition. That is the subject becoming subject, watching the poem rest its sovereignty. My better, this is a quote, my betterness or worseness is not part of the public domain. It's musicality that appears as a notation of betterness or, or uh, as a notation of friends or mothers and daughters or lovers or that disconnect between the melopoeic sense of the phoneme. Crepuscular doesn't sound like its meaning, having been ground down from its etymology, but we can watch the phenomena of the crepuscular animal and so give allowance to the state of the crepuscular, chocolate lentils. Elaine writes, from in between our thighs streamed fertile shattering desires of anyone whose cares we couldn't stand. No one on us sticks against our bank of chest, and we, and we, I believe it's talked about it, but there's a typo here. Um, and we talked about it, our lips touched, and we were faking it. So please welcome Elaine Kahn to the Poetry Project. Thanks, Judah. Thanks, Edgar. That was incredible. I wanted to say that publicly. 
um, thanks everyone for coming. Um, I'm gonna read starting out from my book, which came out a year ago yesterday, I realized. Um, and yet I've had so little time to write new work. <laughs> I do have some that I'm gonna read second. I'm gonna stop talking. Thank you guys for coming. Adult acne. In the damp, sick. In the dough. In the chewed on chew of faces of expensive car owner faces, chewed ons of the world, I do not fetishize the truth. I poke around, holding my bland sandwich in my non-dominant hand. I think, what could be worse? I think, what could be as bad? To feel the thing you want to feel and not to care. To be a wet road in the dark. I'd like to thank Toyota, like to thank my parents, esthetician, Ritalin, clonazepam, internet, TV, weed my beautiful dresses. By the time I arrived, he spent hours mouthing as he chewed. His hands smelled like ketchup. I wanted to wipe them on the clean braid of the beautiful woman who had sat beside us. Mouthing as he opened up the packet, nursing folds to tiny noses, he is waiting for a call, but I will fuck the face of any man who looks away. Glove eyes, leave you. Nothing special. A painting of a tongue covered in sand needs no explanation. I will run my fingers through your dark fermenting hair. This is a blank spot. A blank fricative slowly repeating. And I do work and he does nothing. Be a friend. Fortune faked you. Snuck you from the dinner table, silent as a fold. How red your face is raw meat red. Your carved-in Appalachian Becky voice, and Becky, I have never talked in mine. 
You are still 11, Becky. Two hot bruises when you shake your hair has never been more sure, yet you are nearly old. You think beauty is a good thing to forgive. Just because your parents had you, Becky had to, so you wouldn't have to have you with your shirt pulled up, your thumbprint pressed, the TV read. If you are lucky, Becky, I will make you feel like you are lucky. Your smile like a finger. What is pleasing to me is what I cannot mind. How many people ask? I am not one whole thing, but the fear of not knowing who will be the next is like a blindness, jerking off at night. I think about the difference. My bathroom's peach, twin brothers working out. I do not adore this obligation or myself. All natural. And this is after the artist Hannah Wilkie. It goes in with a shape of its own and comes out as real garbage. Bloodsucker off the night, Homer of your bod. I have water up my nose. What gives you to me? Your ballet slipper pink, your brain, your bubble pink, your junk, it works its mouths all natural. If we are the plastic, so we are the bug that eats the puzzle, that has the disease, that doesn't watch. What makes shit nature? Nature shits. Does nature warm the earth? I care to dig your natural warmth, your natural highs, and love the shit that you make with your mind, body, shit. Your body. The story the mind tells itself. Your mind, made out of body. Plastic body, 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 blah, blah, blah. 
Oh, baby. Baby. Even maggots must be cute to a maggot lady. The way they act, the way they dress. Steeple blonde, your mask askew and stapled at the temple. What a pair to blubber in the mirror. What a pair to rattle on your chest. Love's delivery is a temporary gentle, underwhelming as a sleeping pill. Your full eyes slack, their poodly plastic clap, roll bedroom high. They sky the sky, the high, high, high. Having never read Adorno, I understand myself only in so far as it is funny. It takes a real man to be a little girl. That comes from a mishearing. I forget if I said this before. It's like a mishearing of a little Kim song where she says, um, beside every man is a bad girl. But I thought she said inside every man is a bad girl, <laughs> which seemed true. Um, uh, in the middle of the night, in an eclipse, in that cereal box of darkness, I stand a man who hates men and almost all women. Instead of having a body, I would like a t-shirt of a body. A big, sensual t-shirt. Luscious jersey knit and very quiet. But you love you are lovely as a tube of lip gloss, chin barged out like a beer gut, your embryonic wheeze, a glow stick in a tree. When all the lunch girls screamed, you screamed the softest. There is so much I don't understand. 
Even more, I do not want to know. But you love when you hold me. When you lay me fast asleep so plush and fathered in your couch. Any fool can die. And the whole world stares. Now I'm going to read some very new things. They're pretty much the same. (laughs) Against nature. In the dream, he says, there are no little echoes. And I leap into the sea. My condition won't allow me to remain, although I can't exempt myself from wanting. Alive and in this shit pile, a woman must be very poor to love. Pull a branch out of the water, stick the water in my eye. I shiver out a fowl with muscly shivers, pinking out the water's gray, narcotic web, malaise in service of desire, fucking nature. You delight in getting rid of me. To live is to disorganize. To become waste in little waves, in echoes, hear your mother call your name, a door creaks shut, a windy day, they devastate you and you blur away from your own declining body. Linen. I put on a skeleton costume and listen to the ringing in my ears. Every time I think of you, my hands work like a woman putting another woman's hair into a ponytail, a state of grace, a doodle, crotch, seclusion, yawning, owning, ale. God has called on me to wear this breastplate. I don't pay attention. I come open like a blood orange, red of evening, red of clouds as tall as palm trees, whirled apart like hair around a drain. The sea has worn me out. The sea has opened up a thousand different holes in me, and I have spat myself in each. The sex inside a fist of grass. Tomorrow, I will be as tired as a god. 
and after that. I walk around. I look at pictures of myself. How many people do you think die each day while looking at a picture of themselves? At night, I lay my outfits into shapes of people on the ground. To the death of forests. Trees are insufferable. They're giant leaves. Sad, showy, with their tender genuflections and their clarity. They know how to stand there in the absence of anything splendid, like the limited season of my voice, convulsed in airless conversation with the end. Devoted to our antiquated predicament, trees rise. Kenneth Anger. This film is a study on the ritualist transfiguring of space, I announce, as my arms and legs turn perfectly symmetrical. End. I point the way forward with my foot. It is a long way. Women raise their heads to look as the clarinet sounds, another woman squeegeeing the shower door. I climb in the shower stall and wait. There is no space to lie. St. Michael said, you cannot see me in the flame, so I wrote what I wanted on a bottle and I threw it in the street. Rolling down the window, branches slide across my neck and two boys looking wavy at me blow up in surprise. It's days like these I fathom the pathology of failure over time. I say, you look like a courtroom drawing. I say, Picture Kenneth at the dentist. Dad's collapsing face and dreams of shooting eagles from the sky. Dogs, when pissing, zone out, humming. Honda, 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 Humda, Attachment theory. 
One baby says to the other baby, look, the nurses are smoking. Look, the nurses are beating each other up. It is Saturday, and the babies are holding me. Arms outstretched, their bods of godlets. Expecting puts a seal onto the world, so I am not. What is an O? What is the circle of a guttural emission? What is O, 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 ah? I rattle like a baby with a bottle and a rattle. Do you think the reason babies love rattles is that somewhere in their softest infant brains, they know that's what a Xanax bottle sounds like? <laughs> I'm just going to read like one or two more. Watching it happen. I laze about, deranged and unafraid, to godly kiss you, kiss the pharmacist that whipped you, undilute to dilate high their animus of lime and lie. I know of an upstairs hell, a creamy, vascular thump through bonus years of things that pass and things that do not move, your cellular mouth, your mess of inattention. Now that none of us are good looking, I think that they are right. Strokes of light you taped across my nipple, patterns staked to fake the love we cannot feel, so slick the miser of your hand through my bad heart. Genius. You are blonde enough. Once in a while. And in the end, when I sweep coolly up and will not be drawn back, then I will tell you of it, how I can. In writing, I am making an attempt to depict my beautiful nose through imagery. I will tell you of it once in a while. I will miss you and the tape to be flung down 
petals from a balcony. And I'm just going to read one more. And it's the title poem of the book, which is for sale back there. And if anyone wants to buy it, I have to get on a plane tomorrow. And they're heavy. <laughs> so <laughs> let's make a deal. Women in Public. Once upon a time, Saint Bernadette was born. First child of her mom, a homely woman of absurd virtue. She had the martyr squint of a Bernadette. A purple saint, an asthmatic saint, of course she suffered much. What does the world hate more than women in public? When I am in my robe, then I am like a mom. I do well in bed and do not wait. When I look in the mirror and my face is everywhere. All you cult-born infants think the earth is your clarinet and like to crawl across its body. Do you think that you are greater than a mom? When it is so hot, I lie on the floor. When I think of what I have to give, Life has its good points. And the fat, white thigh bones of a tourist. Dear mom, beautiful mom, smile as you always have and ask me what I need. Remember, I'm your prisoner. Thank you. The Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org. 